Owen. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, which wishes to remind you that you're more than welcome to get into any one of those 22 locations and get ready for your spring of gardening, brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 608, April 27th, 2021. It was 85 degrees on this day <clears throat> in 1977 and 21 degrees on this day in 1909. We're nearing the end of ice outs. There were no ice outs for White Bear Lake on this day, and Minnetonka had an ice out on this day in 1873. Back in those days, you were you were suffering the plague of weeds in the swimming beach because Aquaside had not come along yet to make your summer so enjoyable with weed-free beaches. They've been doing that for more than 60 years. They're a White Bear Lake company. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. You can call Aquaside at one 800 328-9350 or go to aquaside.com. The products are easy to use, they work quickly, and they're registered with both the EPA and DNR. Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. You're all, you're all aware who James Carville is. Sure. Sure. He's certainly. Noted uh, Democrat operative. Featured in the movie... I was going to say featured in the movie Old School. Noted bald man. I don't know what you mean, Reavers. Yeah, he was in the movie Old School with Will Ferrell. I don't know what movie that is. Okay. Longtime Democratic... Here we go. (laughs) Longtime Democratic strategist James Carville told Vox today that wokeness is a problem for the party and we all know it. Carville added that despite success in the 2020 elections, Democrats have a messaging problem. If we're just talking about Biden, it's very difficult to find something to complain about, Carville said. And to me, his biggest attribute is that he's not into faculty lounge politics. I believe that's what Carville calls the salon. Carville explained. You ever get the sense that people in faculty lounges in fancy colleges use a different language than ordinary people? Carville, you're, you're, you're approaching garage logicianship and you don't know it. What you're talking about is the salon. They come up with a word like latinx that no one else uses, or they use a phrase like communities of color. I don't know anyone who speaks like that. I don't know anyone who lives in a community of color. I know lots of white and black and brown people, and they all live in neighborhoods. There's nothing inherently wrong with these phrases, but this is not how people talk. This is not how voters talk. And doing it anyway is a signal that you're talking one language and the people you want to vote for you are speaking another language. This stuff is harmless harmless in one sense, but in another sense it's not. Carville said we have to talk about race. We should talk about racial injustice. But we need to do it without using jargony language that's unrecognizable to most people, including most black people, by the way, because it signals that you're trying to talk around them. 
Later on, Carville added that the reason for this is because large parts of the country view us as an urban, coastal, arrogant party. Well, yeah, I do. And a lot gets passed through that filter. That's a real thing. I don't give a damn what anyone thinks about it. It's a real phenomenon, and it's damaging to the party brand. Carville said, wokeness is a problem for Democrats. Everyone knows it. It's hard to talk about it. And I talk to lots of people in the Democratic Party who, uh, who doesn't say this, he said. But they don't want to say it out loud because they'll get clobbered or canceled. And look, part of the problem is that Democrats will say that we have to listen to everybody and we have to include every perspective or that we don't have to run a ruthless messaging campaign. Well, you kind of do. It matters. According to Carville, I always tell people that we've got to stop speaking Hebrew and start speaking Yiddish. We have to speak up the way regular people speak, the way voters speak. It ain't complicated. That's how you connect and persuade, and we have to stop allowing ourselves to be defined from the outside. Amen, brother. Wow. Amen, Amen brother. How refreshing Amen. is that to hear? He's talking about the salon, ladies and gentlemen. He's talking about the salon, uh, and he doesn't know that he's talking about the salon. He's talking about the failed academy, and he doesn't know he's talking about the failed academy. And he's talking about the political class leading their life on a rail separate from the rest of us, and he doesn't know that either, except maybe, hey, guess who's here? Guess who just showed up at my house? Pro-turf. Pro-turf. Yeah, Pro-turf. And, and he doesn't know. Uh, no, he, he might very well instinctively know that the political class leaves, leads life on its own rail, and he finds it disturbing. So good for him. Good for him. I have to read you this, too, because I'm somewhat taken aback by it. I just received it. I received it from a trusted source. <clears throat> Let me enlarge it so I can read it for you. Walk out and walk on. On Thursday, April 29th, two days from now, there will be a student-led walkout at 1.35 p.m., five minutes into seventh hour. We will leave out of the activity doors. Once out, we will walk on to the JV Expo baseball fields where we will be met by alumni and past faculty. Walk out to fight the mistreatment of CDH's people of color. Don't walk out to skip school, skip school. Black Lives Matter. Uh, this is at Creighton Durham Hall High School. And the only reason I mention it is uh, I've long, long, long been affiliated with that school. I did not graduate from there, but all my kids did. And I now currently have a second generation of them going there. I am completely unaware that kids of color have been mistreated at Creighton. And the reason I'm unaware of it is because it's not true. It's B as in B, S as in S. But slowly but surely, the failed academy uh, is, is having to acquiesce to these demands of mistreatment, however real or imagined. Well, remember, it was just not that long ago, a week or two ago, that this th same thing surfaced was at White Bear Lake High School. Yep. And it turned out, well, none of that happened. It was well, all made th up. This, 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 uh, these aren't even allegations of anything uh, regarding mistreatment. The, this is a general accusation that uh, we need to keep up the good fight against the mistreatment of students of color at, at Creighton-Durham Hall. And again, the only reason I mention it is because there is no mistreatment of students of color at Creighton-Durham Hall. 
So I don't know what the I would say. In, I don't know what the school intends to do about that, but they've got some lying on their hands that they better rectify. We are creating racist children where they did not exist. Uh, and I've witnessed this with my own eyes when my kid was a little kid and playing, everybody of all colors was playing, uh, getting along great, and, and color didn't play into the factor. Uh, but we turn today to uh, today's Star Tribune variety, bottom of the fold, raising anti-racist children. And it's a, a Q&A piece about how to raise um, anti-racist children. And uh, I, I would submit to you that uh, all the questions, all the answers, are all BS because kids, children, human beings are not born racists. Kids are not racist. It's the adults that foist their points of view, their separate, yep. their separate biases and everything else onto the kids, and that's how the kids turn bad. Adults, you need to look in the mirror. Talk to yourself. Your kid isn't racist until you teach him to be racist. Right there. End of broadcast. Thanks for coming. There is a song from a, a musical in the 40s. Uh, the song is called You've Got to Be Carefully Taught. And basically the gist of the song is what you just said, Kenny. Uh, kids are fine until you know somebody starts yeah. teaching them to hate things that are different yeah. and that sort yeah. of thing. How did, a, South Pacific, how did an artist get away with doing that in the 40s? That's pretty brave. Well, it, was, it was from uh, South Pacific, the musical, and a lot of people have covered it since. Uh, and then, you know. gentlemen, my kid grows up to be a, a high schooler, and he's in, uh, uh, what's he in down there on 28th? I already forgot uh, <laughs> pre president's name, Roosevelt. And... Uh, all the all the adults and all the all the faculty and, and everybody all they can talk about is diversity meanwhile this is the most diverse group of human beings i have ever seen in my life and they would have these special art nights and music nights and all the adults would come and show up and all of these races and foreign kids and different colors they all got along fan bleeping tastic and it was always the adults talking about the need for diversity. You've got diversity right here, and it's playing out gently and fun, and you're creating this racism and this conflict and all this nonsense. It's just amazing to me watching this. I have no more to say about Cretan because I have too many horses in the race. Can't you and pull I'll, your uh, keep your checkbook put away next time they well? Come but calling. I don't I don't know that yet. I, I don't know that yet. What, what if I discover that uh, kids of color have been mistreated? I really don't. But here's what's going to happen. I don't expect to. Well, here's talk what's going to your daughters. You, yeah. th they know the they're kids in that, that choose to to go to class or choose not to participate. They're going to be exiled. They're the yeah. ones that are going to be, well, you're, you must be racist. That's why you stayed then in class. they're going to be racist. Yeah. They had a walkout last week, and two-thirds yes. of the student body did not walk out. That was the anti-cop protest, right? Yes. Yeah. Two-thirds of the student body did not walk out. I read the letter from the student, or from the school president. Two-thirds did not walk out. And we all know someone that, that showed us a video of one of the students sending some vulgar uh, messaging to a son of a St. Paul police officer. and I, I know I, nothing about that. Well, you, yeah, you weren't. I haven't heard of this one. Anyway, we all know this guy. And I could not believe what I was watching. Was it was a Cretan kid? Yes. Oh, man. Yep. It's a shame.
It's a shame because we've all been beaten over the head with this for, for however long now, and it's going to continue. And these kids are going to feel feel pressured to follow along because they don't want to be labeled. It's going to happen. It already is happening. Well, uh, do you want a really, really bright note? We, we really need one. Yeah. Uh, given the fact that the weather forecasters are 100% wrong on a daily basis, we can't even get past 55 degrees and they keep threatening 70s. Howard writes, a guy has to take joy in small things. I was readying my lawnmower on Saturday for the season ahead. Changing oil, air filter, putting a new throttle cable on, adding sea foam. I had started to warm up the oil. I had started it to warm up the oil and my daughter happened along. She told me I loved that sound and I loved the smell of gasoline. <laughs> there have been moments of pride in my life and this ranks highly among them. There is hope for us all. You know, I've had kids say that to me many times to the point where I'm having deep thoughts about it. I wonder if there's some innate connection between children smelling gasoline and having pleasant thoughts. Without a doubt. Hmm. The pleasant thought being, you know, my dad is home. It's Saturday. It's a beautiful, warm day. Uh, he, he's filling the lawnmower with gas. He's going to be cutting the grass, and that smells good. And we're all around here pitching in to some degree. And I'm just wondering if the smell of gas, uh, having nothing to do with petroleum in and of itself, triggers pleasant memories in children. Of course. Uh, it could be a day at the lake. Uh, it, it could be the well, lawnmower. Doesn't it for you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It still brings me back to being five mm -hmm. years old. Yeah. I just love it. I just love yep. it. Because no man out there running the lawn with the push right. mower, right. literally running it. Yeah. <laughs> and as I think back, and again, he died before I had a chance to ask him stuff. I think my old man had a really weird relationship with gasoline because of what he did in World War II. He he was a navigator on a, on a, on those C3s or whatever the hell they were that flew 55-gallon drums of gas through the Himalayas. Oh well, he might as well have been like Slim Pickens sitting on a bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he called gas gas G A Z. It's, it's like gas. he had a gas. oh yeah, hello gas. gas. You know, so <laughs> and he always had a constant variety of useless, beat up, used lawnmowers. Any one of which at any given time might work. And then you'd uh, you'd fill that sucker with gas, and you'd smell that gas, and it was a great memory. Great memory. So, Howard, I think you, uh, you're right. You, uh, there is hope. But I think the hope is born of more familial uh, pleasantries than just the, apps, the, uh, the liquid itself. I even, I even have great memories of smelling gas at the gas station when I was a kid. Back when gas was gas, it was red because it was mm -hmm. full of evil lead and all that good stuff. <laughs> 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 uh, Santa Bill Jim has an admonishment for you, Kenny. Bring it. I'm always interested to hear Santa Bill's <laughs> ramblings. I had to laugh at the naivete of Kenny Friday 
when you were describing the meat reduction requirements being proposed. Kenny, look around. You are in the minority, as are all of we GLers. They don't care if you believe or not. Just look at what's happening around us. Look who's elected and is running for office in Minnesota, for example. Rationing? Much like, uh, much like the likely vaccination cards, we will be issued federal supermarket cards that will be required yes. to buy basically anything from yes. a market. Present yes. the card, they'll scan it, and they'll see when you have last purchased over that year. They'll have yeah. an instant status of your purchasing allowances. Do we think it will happen? Did we think socialism would become the darling of a majority of our country? Those under 40 have been indoctrinated through the years and years and years of public education. Damn, Kenny. Look around. It's happening. Kenny's view is tunnel vision. Take yes. off those colored glasses, Kenny, and see what's happening, lad. My gosh, the farmland and woodlands are not what drives our government. Those in the salon are doing what they say. Oh, Biden is roaring down the road to total socialism while he has total control. Yeah. White House is going to, who, who is going to stop them? Who? We are the minority, and our views mean nothing, Santa Belgium. Well, he's having yeah, a, he's I'm having afraid a he's, fun there. I suppose we'll right. get a steak card. We'll get a steak card. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sir. You, you had a steak uh, on March 10th. You're not due for another steak till June 15th. I noticed after we had that fun, and that is still one of my most favorite mental exercises. I love thinking bug out and uh, that, that sort of stuff. Um, but all weekend long, we were hearing from, uh, from our people in Washington, don't worry, this won't happen. It can't happen. This is just a, uh, a, a, a newspaper item. What, what do you call the uh, newspaper it came from? A tabloid. This is a tabloid uh, made-up story. And then I noticed on John on uh, John's Twitter account that he actually <laughs> might have listened to us on Friday with a serious ear <laughs> and I thought we were being didn't. serious. And or, or at least I you thought I was being serious. And uh, you started tweeting out info about well, meat and how it would never uh, happen. And uh, boy, no, you, you really bit down on that let, hook, John. Let let me explain. I generally watch, listen to the show when I'm not on. I did not hear Fridays. And oh. then over the weekend, I well, saw it was a the, fun one, John. It was a fun well, one. Well, over the weekend, awesome. I, I saw all the, the Fox News anchors and everybody saying Biden wants to mandate this when Biden had nothing to do with it. And it was a Daily Mail story. Yeah, Daily Mail. That's and and so from, that's yeah. when I started retweeting, perhaps, you know, you should get your facts right before you report stuff. So <laughs> then yet, then this morning, I listened to yesterday's show and I heard you guys say, oh, yeah, when we were talking about the meat thing Friday, we were so engulfed. And I thought, oh, hell, they talked about, I hope, I hope I did take a bunch of shots on Twitter at my own Joe. <laughs> oh, well, the way Joe proposed it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's got to be one of those things that it's, it's almost like a debate topic in high school. Pick a topic, pick a side, go <laughs> with it. Preble and Murphy, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I, I chose to bite down hard and have some fun with it, and it was, it was a blast. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think it's absurd. I don't think it'll happen. But you know, Sanibel Jim weighs in, and he can pre he can see it in the future. Well, who was this precious? Who was this precious foof uh, from the New York Times? Is it Ezra foof. Klein? <laughs> yeah, this precious another. foof. <laughs> <This is laughs> what a piece today! Oh, in the, it's just in the delightful. Star Tribune. 
It's so uh, absurd. Praising the virtues of his uh, vegan diet, but apparently acknowledging that he can understand why the rest of us fools uh, would occasionally like a burger. Oh my God, the time is ready to go. (laughs) And he uh, and he's going on and on about how it's evil to raise meat, and you know, um, using things like stockyards and food, uh, you know. Where's the quote I read you earlier? Oh, I spent most of my life not just as a meat eater, but as an enthusiastic one. I posted my burgers on Instagram, and I sought out the perfect roast chicken. Even now, I don't believe it's necessarily immoral to eat meat. What I do believe is immoral is the way we treat animals in most factory farms, and the scale of that suffering melts the mind. All farms to guys like this are factory farms. Even if that factory farm has 10 head of beef on it, three <laughs> pigs and 20 chickens. That's a factory farm to these dum-dums. Well, this guy's mind has really been melted. Uh, he's yeah, uh, yeah. It's he's a, not all there. It's so absurd. But boy, Honest is it God, a big that piece. New York Times is a fun, fun topic of discussion. <laughs> they, they, they're relevant in about a 10-block square area of Manhattan. And that's yes, about it. That's so. about it. It's just amazing. The village. Yeah, they're, they're relevant, about, you know, maybe to the, to, the, to the Hudson and back. But that's about it. And, and then maybe some corners of Central Park, they're still relevant. But oh, but my God, how far they've fallen. What's funny, Joe, is they think they're the voice of the people. They think they are America. And they are not. <laughs> they are not. Well, who's, who's the woman who left? Oh, come uh, on. Right, for being honest. Uh, and uh, she was admonishing them for yeah. saying, you people have no idea why Trump got elected. You None people have no yeah. idea what's taking place in Topeka or Wichita or Omaha. You people have no idea. And then, of course, she was drummed out of there. Uh, her first name was almost like a male name. Who am I thinking? Uh, Barry, Barry Weiss. Barry Weiss. Barry Weiss. Barry Weiss. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What and, do you and, mean, you people? Meaning the New York Times people. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's use people. Use people. Thanks, use guys. Use guys. <laughs> You're welcome. Use guys don't got no idea. You know, you were mentioning something earlier, Joe, or in Sanibel Jim's email, you had mentioned that um, you know, having to have a card for various goods and whatnot. Are you? Have you guys noticed something when um, you stop in at your local uh, liquor store and ask for Harmony Spirits? I haven't been to a liquor store in six weeks. Okay, well, I have been to one more recently than that. Um, and John, I don't know if you've and noticed. Boy, am I thirsty! Uh, they're now scanning the back of your ID at some places. Uh, the top ten does it. They they do that so, because you're I, well, a member of their club. Well, right. It, so it I know they do it because I have a membership there too. But there's other places. I won't name them because I don't want to indict them in any way. But sure. are they tracking us? I never get asked uh, for anything well, at Richfield, the liquor store. Mm. Richfield Muni has been doing that for a hundred years. Is it just because they want to make sure that the ID is valid? Well, I don't know. Okay. Because I don't complain, I just give it to him. Yeah, go ahead, scan it, whatever. Again, may I may I have a, a sentence that you might respond to? Sure. I've never been. What do you mean? Of, I've never been asked to provide ID at a liquor store. Well, do you look that uh, young, Reavers? I get carded well, all the time, especially wearing the mask. You know, when I, I wear don't the know mask. If it's, uh, guys, is it Reavers looking young or Joe looking? Um, <laughs> um, 
mature. Uh, let me look. Let me look in the, <laughs> in the, in the, oh, at the TV ooh. screen here. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I don't think I'll ever get carded. Where's the party? <laughs> <laughs> Say, Bert sent a great quote from Calvin Coolidge. I sometimes wish that people would put a little more emphasis upon the observance of the law than they do upon its enforcement. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. 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 That's not bad. I do too, and that's so apt for the times we live in. I sometimes wish that people would put a little more emphasis upon the observance of the law than they do upon its enforcement. Another way of, uh, I've seen another version of that lately, and that is maybe it's the public that needs training more than the police. Mm. Although the police cannot keep themselves out of the news. And I, I don't know what to make of the, uh, of the latest uh, shooting where a suspect allegedly was shot in the back of the head by police people. Uh, yeah, and, that's that, all I know about the story. I don't know anything else about it. Two hands on the wheel and shot in the back of the head. That's the and, and, and Crump. Knowledge. What's Crump's first name? The ben. local Ben. Ben, uh, ben no. is wearing out jets trying to get to these places, and uh, I mean that's what he does. He represents people, and Ben was on the scene for this one. Uh, he was on the scene for uh, he was on the scene for uh, George Floyd. He was on the scene for Dante here. Is it Dante Wright? Dante Wright. Dante mm -hmm. Wright. He's now on the scene for this young fellow in uh, what state was that? I think it was uh, God, North you guys Carolina. Are really, yeah, it was one of the Carolinas. Yeah. <laughs> God, wait. I got to get up north. I got to get out of here. I got to yeah. get the weather to warm up and get myself up to Giants Ridge. I want to take the whole gang. I want to get up to Giants Ridge and play golf on two of the greatest courses in the state of Minnesota, if not in the public golf course world of, of the country. That's the legend in the quarry. Greatest value in Minnesota golf. For more than a decade, national golf publications have ranked the legend in the quarry near or at the top of the best golf destinations in the world. I can attest to that, although it has been a long time since I've been there. I'm really looking forward to getting back there. 37-hole special. Play the legend and the quarry. 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf, June 4 through August 29th, the heart of summer, for one incredible rate with lunch thrown in between rounds. $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. And uh, off the course, of course, you're in the middle of nature. There's water recreation, biking, hiking, and the newest and largest lift-served mountain bike park in the Midwest. View 3D course flyovers of the legend and the quarry, as well as make your tea times at Giants Ridge, one word, GiantsRidge.com. Pricey here with Canopy Group Facts. Fact one, the Canopy Group writes more business in one month than a captive agent writes in three years. How is this possible? Let's share the other facts for you to understand. Fact two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Fact three, the Canopy Group offers annual policies, not six-month policies, that leave you at risk for two premium increases per year. Fact four, the Canopy Group offers one deductible at claim time, not two, three, four, or even more. 
Fact five, every year the Canopy Group will shop your home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. Captive insurance agencies can't shop that way for you because guess what? They only have one company to deal with. Now that you have the facts, it's time to get the options. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Souchere. He wanted a beautiful lawn all season long, so he logged on to ProfessionalTurf.com. He received that free no-obligation estimate where a pro-turf pro walked his lawn. He uh, then got a three- to four-application treatment, treatment program designed just for him. And it's going to get rid of his weeds and keep his yard thick and luscious until the snow flies again. That's it. Joe's part is done. The hose dragger was there this morning. They were here today. I saw him out the window. It's been treated for the first time. All Joe has to do is water and mow. These are applications that are safe for him, his CP, the kids he used to have, pets. If he didn't hate pets, they'd be safe for his pets. And all he has to do is mow. It really works wonders. Uh, The GL staff were all signed up. 90% of the GLs listening are signed up. You should, too. It's more popular than a COVID shot. The best thing you can do for your lawn is log on to ProfessionalTurf.com. Joe, you seen him today? Pardon? You seen him today? I seen him, yeah. Yeah. I seen him out the window. (laughs) And a boy. He had a yellow vest on. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention was expected to unveil new guidance on outdoor mask wearing for unvaccinated people today ahead of a planned speech by Biden later in the day on the state of the pandemic response. How's that on the microphone, Reavers? Much better, thank you. Officials said a focus in the coming weeks will be on easing guidance for vaccinated people, both in recognition of their lower risk and to provide an incentive to get shots. We're excited about the progress we've made and the opportunity ahead of us. And because of the vaccination program we built, we're further along than most anyone predicted, said White House COVID-19 coordinator Jeff Zients. It means we're close to returning to normal. I did not know we had outdoor mask wearing advisements that was news to me as well Uh, but we do apparently and uh, i do predict uh, that we will be a mask wearing society probably from now until the end of the world i just don't see anyone saying oh take it off what the hell do you guys see that but i don't wear one outside no i don't either i don't wear one outside they, uh, they did make the announcement, Joe, and they did say if you're going to a crowded setting, you yeah. should still wear it. You should still wear a mask outdoors like a sporting event, yeah. a live performance, or a parade. So I guess... Even if you've, ha- if you've been spayed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, even if you've been spayed. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do that either. I, I just can't see that I need to wear one outside. I'm not wearing a mask outside. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm doing drawing that. the line. I want I'm fresh I'm drawing air. the line. That's I'm the drawing the line. point of being outside <laughs> is to get fresh air. Alaska State Senator Laura Reinbold drove through part of Canada and took a ferry 
to reach the state's capital, meaning Juneau, Alaska. Isn't that the capital of Alaska, Juneau? I believe mm-hmm. it is. Yes. Uh, over the weekend, after Alaska Airlines suspended her from its flights for what it called her continued refusal to comply with employee instruction regarding the current mask policy. Reinbold on Monday described the two-day trip as smooth yet adventuresome, saying she saw caribou and whales. She also said she had a new appreciation for the state's ferry system. As we pulled into Juno, Juno never looked so good to me. I will tell you that much. Just because I wanted to be here for my work, the Republican from the Anchorage suburb of Eagle River told reporters, lawmakers are in session in Juno, which is accessible only by air or water. Alaska Airlines is the only commercial air carrier currently flying between Juno and Anchorage. And this gal, I've seen the video, and she said, I ain't wearing no mask. Uh, last week, Reinbold was, re- was recorded at the Juneau International Airport speaking with Alaska Airlines staff about mask policies. A video posted on social media by the Alaska Landmine Political Blog appears to show airline staff telling Reinbold her mask must cover her nose and mouth. Uh, Alaska Airlines, in a statement, said federal law requires all guests to wear a mask over their nose and mouth at all times during travel, including throughout the flight, during boarding and departing, and while traveling through the airport. Uh, Tim Thompson, an Alaska Airlines spokesperson, said the suspension took effect Friday. Uh, We don't know how long it lasts. Thompson said a suspension is considered temporary until a safety and security team further reviews evidence in the matter. It's another level of scrutiny and another indication of how seriously we take prohibiting someone from flying with us. Uh, A temporary suspension can then become a permanent one for the duration of the mask enforcement policy. Reinbold has said she was asking about the airline's mask requirements. There were some uptight employees in regards to my mask inquiry trying to figure out a mask exemption, she told reporters. She said she didn't want to get into too many details, especially while the matter is under review. She previously noted she was allowed on that flight. Reinbold praised the flight attendants as absolutely lovely and said the airline has skilled pilots. She said she is a longtime Alaska Airlines customer. Uh, I hope we can uh, put this behind us. Reinbold has been critical of masking rules, including at the state capitol. Why is it? Somebody's going to have to help me. Why 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 is this falling along political lines? Why is it only a Republican, most generally speaking, uh, these state legislators, for example, who say, I'm not wearing the mask? Why is it only a Republican state legislator? What do they know that we don't? Would uh, part of this perhaps to do with the former president? Of course, it anti-mask. must. It must. Yeah. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I've been that way. And he had no undue or due influence on me whatsoever. I couldn't care less what he told me to do or what he recommended doing. Seeing the legislators that pledge their allegiance to him, basically, do you think some of them are doing it for that reason? Well, I mean, well, it's hard bleep, to deny that there's... Bleep him. If I'm question. going to the airport today and get on a Delta flight and they say wear a mask, well, i got to get to where I'm going, so I guess I'm going to wear the mask. Yeah. 
My attitude has always been if I can get away with not wearing one, I'm going to not wear one. Yep. But when I have to go into one of these stores where the sign's out front and there's a greeter there, um, I, I throw it on. But yeah. uh, I am it's, uh, I just hate it. It's the worst thing ever. Well, getting getting back to well, the that, outdoor, yeah. getting back to the outdoor mask requirement. Uh, see, if I have a spacious area around me at a Twins game, it doesn't seem necessary for me to be wearing a mask. No. And yet that apparently is what, what will be requested of me at the ballpark. Is that correct? Well, in fact, even it though, sounds like it, yes. yes. Even though you've had the shots. Yeah. I've been splay, splayed, spayed. Spayed. <laughs> what? Yeah. Whatever, the, whatever the term is. <laughs> well, I think I told you guys when we went to the game in San Diego a couple weeks ago, I, I had mine down because I was drinking some beer. And then I was watching my kids play, and somebody came up to me and said, hey, you got to put your mask back on. Because I wasn't drinking at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were all over it. And we so were outside. maybe the answer to your question, Joe, is because it falls along party lines, and the Republicans are against it because uh, Republicans like freedom. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, find ahead, John. Bit, I find go, that a bit laughable. I'm well, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I just... Expound. I, Wearing a mask is, is infringing on your freedom. Then take your shoes and shirt off when you walk in the store, then. You know. Here we go. Yeah. Here we okay. go. Okay. Now we're back in seventh grade fighting on the playground here. Well, no, but, but a state legislator, a, state, a Republican state legislator in Alaska <clears throat> who must rely on Alaska Airlines frequently, uh, what, what is she to gain? We just learned. She didn't gain anything. A one-hour trip took her 19 hours because she refused to wear the mask. Well, just put she the damn has, mask on. She has been a constant... Uh, Thorn got, in the side. Uh, she got expelled from the Capitol in March mm-hmm. you because too. she wouldn't wear a mask. I swear to God, you too, Joe and John. You are so willing and able and ready for the government <laughs> to tell you how to live your life. It's just it's shocking to me on every level. Yeah. No, here, here's what's shocking. What's shocking is I buy the admonition that getting into close quarters <laughs> with other people. Well, see, I don't know where to be now, though, because I've been spayed. <laughs> so maybe I, maybe I would feel that. She's I, proving a point, Joe, and that's what these righties and Republicans are doing. And the They're point is point. what? Stop telling me how to live my life. Yeah, I am you, sick of that. Joe, you have been bringing this up forever. You say the mask mandate is the next is the next step in the the climate mandate and telling us how to live our lives. They're right. using the masks as a stepping off point. Oh, this is keep... the prototype. This is the template for how to bring it about. Boy, you you must be confused because on one hand, you're brilliant and you have this great idea, but you're so willing to acquiesce and be there, B-word. Kenny, if you you needed to fly somewhere today on a Delta flight and and a mask is required, what are you going to do? Yeah, you're right. Not not take the flight? I can't even be a smart ass. You're right. If I have to fly, I'm putting on the stupid mask. You know, it's like when I go into stupid Walmart or Fleet Farm or what? Well, not Fleet Farm. You can get away with it there. Uh, but other stores. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Kenny. Yeah, I, I don't That's have to correct. work at Fleet Farm. <laughs> but you're right, Joe. You, you know, so that means they won. 
I mean, guys I'd like be me de- give in. I but I'd be defending this woman if she's walking down the street in Juneau and people are hassling her because she's not wearing a mask outside. I'd be in her camp. Why in the hell should she? She's outside. And she's not in a confined area in an unventilated room with people. Plus, but that isn't the case. She is she is refusing to go by the rules established by the one most important transportation element in the state of Alaska. And she's yeah. and so I you know what, GLers I think I don't know where you want me to be. I no, can't you, take you, it you need you need to be where you want to be. That's the whole deal with this. And I think where I want to be is once I get this second shot in me, I think it's next week, by the way, I don't think I'm wearing a mask anymore, in or out. Screw you. Well, and, and I'm not going to stop you. That's your prerogative. I, I, I have no, The difference between me and Tucker Carlson, for example, Tucker Carlson thinks Americans should tell other people uh, they pass on the sidewalk, not to wear a mask outside. Where I, I don't care if you wear a mask outside. Yeah, no, that's I, I not think, my style. I, I, I think it's silly. I don't know what you think you're protecting yourself from, but I'm not going to say, hey, uh, buddy, do not wear your mask outside. No, that's that's his business, not what, mine. What Kenny's referring to, though, and I'm I'm with him 100%, is so many people, myself included, are just sick and tired of being told how to live our lives we're just we're right. fed, we're done okay enough right. we're, we're in we're in what uh about a year and a half now of two weeks to slow the spread i mean come yeah. on let's go you here judge judge me all you want but keep your big fat mouth shut right you know if, if i'm going to get down on something it's going to be backwards baseball hats and face tattoos uh <laughs> i i i'd be more than willing to walk around telling people that have face tattoos that they're dumb <laughs> honest to god well, we, uh, I don't know, Joe. I don't we live know. in strange times, don't we? Yeah, we really do. And everything's insane. changing. Everything's changing, including where you work. That is fated to change. The great exodus to return to the downtowns of the world, that probably is not going to happen. And that problem has been solved here in the metro with center point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. I went out there Saturday. <laughs> it took me five minutes from where I am. It's fantastic. It's spacious. It's shady. There are walking trails, single-story office buildings. You're not waiting for an elevator. You're not waiting for traffic. Your free parking space for you and your employees is right there. People are not going to return to downtown anymore for a variety of reasons. They don't need the hassle. They don't need the road construction. They don't need the snow delays. These are customizable office spaces right in Mendota, right near 55, 62, 494, and 694. They're 10 minutes from everything. This beautiful, elevated green land, green space, right 10 minutes from everything, and you have avoided Every single hassle ever associated with commuting to downtown Minneapolis or St. Paul and back. And as I said, right near the airport, right near Minneapolis, right near St. Paul, and free parking right out front. Go to Escape to Mendota. That's one word. Go to EscapeToMendota.com and you get those great drone flyovers and see for yourself what a comfortable, comfortable way to work this would be. And you and your employers are going to be much happier working where you're happy. (music) 
Well, the sun is up somewhere, and DK Mags is open on Old 8 in New Brighton. DK Mags, the place by which all other shops are measured. Uh, they're also all over the web at dkmags.com, a very nifty YouTube page demonstrating the latest and greatest. They also own Monticello Gun up in Cello. And boy, both shops have been as busy as ever lately. They've been keeping a pretty good inventory, keeping prices reasonable. Uh, both stores just received a pile of inventory, so things are going great. Shelves are stocked, and they're ready to serve. And when you stop in, you'll be treated like a law-abiding citizen. The staff always happy to answer your questions, help with orders, set your mind straight, send you home happy. And because they deserve it, law enforcement, first responders, current military veterans, all of y'all get an additional discount. I'm talking Monticello Pawn and Gun and DKMags.com. Gun shops run by GLers for GLers. This is Reavers once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And Josh has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Did Sunday night suck because you knew what was coming Monday morning? I get it. I lived it for years. Willie Clark, Roycey and Company, Bob Davis Show, Mike and Mike. I could go on and on. 90% of my career, I should have should have known there was another way. I should have logged on to the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing at trainingndt.com. The schooling and curriculum, both online and in-person in Baxter, trains us in the art of testing equipment, materials, structures, pipelines in a non-destructive way that ensures their future usefulness and life length. The pay, nice. Uh, the opportunity for advancement, wow, it's always there waiting for you. And how's that work? Well, after you graduate from the uh, online in-school studies, there's a 92% chance that you're going to go to work right away. No vacation for you. You go to work. I mean, right away. That's how in-demand the services of a non-destructive tech are. The companies actually come to you your last few weeks of studies, in-class studies up in Baxter. So whether you're just getting started in life or you need to look into a change or Roycey says, I don't know, make quips, <laughs> it's worth looking into the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing at trainingndt.com. Here's John Height in his newsroom. Thank you, Joe. This update brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Uh, Dad in Plymouth says it was his 12-year-old son, a sixth-grade student at Plymouth Middle School, who fired a handgun inside a hallway at the school Monday morning. The Robbinsdale School District and Plymouth Police said nobody was injured during the incident, and the student was taken into custody. 
Troy Gorham said, I'd like to apologize to all the staff, students, and their families for the actions of my son. It was a cry for help. This was He tried suicide by cop. This was not racially motivated. I hope we can get him the help he needs to continue living his life. The dad said he was unsure why his son decided to bring the handgun into school, then fire multiple rounds into the ceiling as the class change had just ended around 8.45 in the morning. He said he removed the gun from my bedroom. It's the first year of middle school. He didn't keep in contact with friends from elementary school. The COVID, these kids are getting depressed. They have no friends and they don't know what to do. Uh, Gorham said he's convinced after talking with his son Monday that he was not targeting anyone. The Robbinsdale School District put out a statement that said there's no evidence to suggest the discharge of the weapon was racially motivated and there's an ongoing investigation within the school district and with the Plymouth Police Department. How old a child? Uh, sixth grader. He's 12. 12 Man, that's sad. Uh, all these mm-hmm. kids, that they get that's a hell of a point for them to reach, isn't it, at that age? Yes. Well, well he, he's going to have to answer, too, the father is, because yeah. uh, that firearm cannot be accessible to children. But it, and thankfully, we, we talked about it yesterday, but thankfully that this ended with nobody getting hurt. But this is a real thing. The depression amongst these kids that, that have sure. been COVID-induced, this is a real problem. For sure, mm-hmm. yeah. A Minnesota Department of Corrections employee has been placed on investigative leave after a profane confrontation with protesters seeking more serious charges against the police officer who fatally shot Dante Wright. Paul Gorders, a sergeant at the state's prison in Stillwater, he and a woman were seen on social media shouting at protesters who gathered Sunday outside the home of Washington County Attorney Pete Orput. Orput charged Brooklyn Center police officer Kim Potter with second-degree manslaughter in the April 11th death of Wright, a 20-year-old black motorist. Both Potter and the chief of police resigned soon after Wright's death, but activists have said they don't think Potter made a mistake and would like a higher charge. Akima Levy-Armstrong, our old buddy, an activist who has helped organize protests at Orput's home, posted a 39-second video on Twitter that shows Gorder lifting, uh, excuse me, giving protesters the finger. A woman with Gorder is heard using a racial slur as she tells protesters uh, to get the bleep out of here. So After what, Armstrong- Nakima? You went out to Hugo and threatened that you were part of the group that wanted to burn the town down, mm-hmm. and you're bitching about somebody giving you the finger? It's, sometimes it seems like pr- provocation, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. After Armstrong posted the video Sunday evening, the DOC replied in a tweet that the actions and comments made here do not reflect the values of the Minnesota DOC and said Commissioner Paul Schnell had ordered an investigation. In a statement, Schnell identified the woman in the video as Gorder's wife. He called Gorder's actions deeply disturbing and contrary to the mission and values of the Department of Corrections. Uh, Gorder's wife was employed at a fantastic Sam's in Maplewood. They released a statement saying she is no longer employed there. The St. Paul Police Department's mental health unit is expanding its reach. That unit is training social workers to help other police departments around the Twin Cities help handle crisis calls. Sergeant Jamie Sipes is the coordinator of the Community Outreach and Stabilization Union, or COAST. Establishment of this program was really in response to the community saying, we want to change, Sipes said. The Coast Unit is training social workers to join the Maplewood, Blaine, and Coon Rapids Police Departments to help in handling mental health crisis calls. 
Minnesota Department of Health has confirmed a child from southwestern Minnesota has died due to complications from COVID-19. MDH said the child was under the age of 10 years old, provided no other details. Marshall Public Schools did release a statement, said the child was a first-grade student there. It's the third death of a Minnesotan under the age of 18 due to COVID-19, according to MDH. Uh, They will try to determine whether the child died of typical COVID-19 complications or whether they had a rare complication called multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. Uh, MDH told Five Eyewitness News, our uh, folks downstairs in the news department, it doesn't have enough information yet to know whether the first grader had the MIS-C. The child did not have any other underlying health issues private school in Miami is discouraging teachers from getting the COVID-19 vaccine and in a letter to parents the school says it will not employ anyone who has had the vaccine. What? What? (laughs) Sentner Academy's new policy directs teachers to not get the vaccine or they won't be allowed around students effectively losing their jobs. That's that's, that's illegal. You can't what? You can't do that. Layla Sentner is the school's co-founder, issued a statement to NBC6 on Monday saying, we are not 100% sure the COVID injections are safe, and there are too many unknown variables for us to feel comfortable at this current time. In the statement, Sentner suggests the vaccine might be responsible for unfounded reports of reproductive issues for women. The statement from the school read, it appears that those who have received the injections might be transmitting something from their bodies to those with whom they come in contact with. Doctors and scientists have repeatedly debunked false information about the vaccine's side effects. There is no indication any of the coronavirus vaccines cause reproductive issues for women. John, did you see the story along the same lines in today's Star Tribune on B5? Lacrosse priest condemns pandemic rules and vaccinations. Uh, a priest in La Crosse, Wisconsin, has been ignoring COVID-19 gathering restrictions at his masses. Well, listen, listen to this. While warning people that vaccines are useless and anyone who imposes virus-related protocols will burn in, quote, the lowest, hottest levels of hell. Holy mackerel. He is mad. He's mad. Yeah. <laughs> He says it's all bunk. The vaccine, the injection, it's all bunk. I wonder who he voted for. (laughs) That's Chris Reavers, not John Height. Uh, Minnesota (laughs) just barely held on to its eight congressional seats on Monday as the U.S. Census Bureau announced new population totals for the country. Minnesota grew by slightly under 400,000 people in the last decade, the Census Bureau reported, reaching a total population of 5,709,000 752 people by April of 2020. But with other states, especially in the South and West, growing faster, Minnesota had been widely expected to lose a congressional seat. Now the state held on by the narrowest of margins, according to Census Acting Director Ron Jarman. He said during an online presentation, if the state of New York had counted just 89 more people, Minnesota would have lost a seat and New York would have gotten the seat. So we can blame uh, Cuomo for everybody moving out of the state of New York? Is that what we can do, John? <laughs> Minnesota also had the highest census self-response rate in the country at 75%. Experts said that could be a factor in why Minnesota was able to hold on to its eight seats. Overall, if you're wondering, U.S. population growth slowed to the lowest rate since the Depression, the Census Bureau said, as Americans continued, uh, continued their march to the south and west. Altogether, the U.S. population rose to 
331,449,281 last year, a 7.4% increase. Uh, although it was an increase, it's the second slowest increase ever during the are, census. Are we Americans done having children? They would hope so. Well, or slowing down? The Mysterians have to love this. No. Well, once everybody gets vaccinated, like the, uh, what was it, John, the one gal said, the all re- the reproductive, reproductive systems are going to be out of whack yeah. anyway. No, in, in all honesty, for, for those of us that are dumb, if we had lost a seat, does this mean then that everyone would still fulfill their term and then one seat's taken away? How does that work? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to answer you to avoid any conversation about it. Okay. <laughs> it's an interesting question. Sorry. I, well, I, I was I getting what like, you said. Probably, what you said is correct. You're correct, Chris, I think. Yes. So I, I would assume. This was our chance to get rid of Ilhan. We, I mean, we could have gotten rid of her, but now we're stuck with her again. <laughs> uh, from the Star Tribune, in late March, remember Surly Brewing Company owner Omar Ansari announced his destination brewery would reopen sometime around June 1st. It had been closed since November 2nd. Uh, now we have more details. Surly's Vice President of Hospitality, Dan DeNovis, said it takes a long time to ramp up such a large space. Uh, space. We'll be turning the do- dial slowly. The doors will open with beer service, with the brewery's beer garden playing host to food trucks. Dining operations for the 350-seat beer hall will follow after that. And after that, the second-floor pizzeria's wood-burning ovens will be reignited. The final reboot of the $30 million complex, which opened in 2015, will be the resumption of of private events. There is no formal timetable, according to the Surly people. Uh, they do have some other changes in the pipeline. Uh, following the lead of many Twin Cities restaurants, Surly will drop tips, but they will install a flat 18% service fee. The folks at Surly said that will allow them to provide full medical, dental, vision, 401k, and paid time off benefits. Say, uh, do you, could you smuggle uh, Grunhofer stuff into Surly's? Ooh. Well, if it was frozen, though, how would you cook it? No, no, you'd have to cook it, and then they'll, they'll you Bring know, it with you. and then have it in one of those kind of those insulated pockets. Okay. Uh, now, now the only reason you might not is Surly has done a good job of pairing food with whatever beer you you order. But I'm thinking, wouldn't it be great to get into Surly's? Uh, see, I'm going to get everybody in trouble. And you reach into the purse, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you got you got any number of brats, you got any number of burgers, you've got the jerky, you've got everything you want from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. You've just decided to take a Grunhofer's picnic road trip. That's I'd all. love yeah. to have some Grunhofer's jerky in a mosh pit from from Surly. That would be oh, a fantastic oh, afternoon. Oh, yeah. Everything you want is available at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on the Highway of Love in 61. Now, don't do this because I'm advising you to. I'm merely (laughs) wondering if it could be done. You know, you get those, uh, what are those things called where you carry around hot food, like a little thermos case or something? And then bing, bang, boom, the waiter turns away, and the next thing you do, you're gnawing on a big brat from from Grunhofer's. Mm -hmm. And who's the wiser? Who is the wiser? Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on Highway 61. I guess we all thought that was a rhetorical question. I guess so. we did, yeah. Yeah. A horrible story from Sandy. I don't know why I'm laughing. I shouldn't laugh. A woman killed when an apparently suicidal man jumped off a parking structure and landed on her in downtown San Diego. That's not funny, John. That's That's not funny at all. That's not a funny one. The 30-year-old woman was walking with a man in the East Village neighborhood Sunday night when she was hit, according to Police Sergeant Dave Yu. 
The woman, whose name was not released, died at the scene. The man who jumped, taken to a hospital where he later died. He was not yet identified. The woman's companion was uninjured, the Union Tribune reported. The NHL will no longer be on NBC. The network, which is aired NHL. Really? Yeah, they they moved to Turner, as you'll see in just a moment. Well, that's no good on Saturday afternoons in the shop where I don't have cable. That's too bad. (laughs) This is an outrage. (laughs) You should get yourself something you could stream on, Kenny, then you could stream it. Anyway. The network, the network, which has aired NHL games since 2005, has moved on from bidding for the league's second TV package. Turner Sports has reached a seven-year deal with the NHL for the package that's worth about 225 million bucks per season. There will also be an HBO Max element to the deal. ESPN and the NHL had already agreed to a seven-year deal for the league's main TV package in March. NBC right now is in the final season of their 10-year contract that was worth $2 billion. Uh, They, uh, remember, announced that they were getting rid of their sports network by the end of 2021. They decided not to get into the bidding for NHL again. The NHL received $350 million in broadcast revenue from NBC in their old deal. Uh, This will mark the first time since Turner aired Atlanta Flames games back in the late 1970s that the cable giant will air hockey. It also gives Turner its second championship property. Right now it alternates the men's Final Four with CBS. It also gives Turner the rights to three of the four major North American sports. NBA games air on TNT, while baseball airs on TBS. Hmm. West Virginia will give $100 savings bonds to 16- to 35-year-olds who get a COVID-19 vaccine. Governor Jim Justice announcing that on Monday. There are roughly 380,000 West Virginians in that age group, many of whom have already gotten at least one shot. But Justice said he hoped the money would motivate the rest to get inoculated as they're not taking the vaccines as fast as we'd like them to. The state will use federal funds from the CARES Act to pay for the bonds, according to the governor. Uh, he said it's vetted. we vetted this every way that we possibly can to ensure the unconventional use of the funds was allowed. The bonds will also be available to anyone in that age group who's already been vaccinated, according to Justice. A story from last week, uh, I think we skipped this one, I hope, uh, but the absurdity of it all is something we've talked about before, a gender reveal celebration that involved Mm -hmm. more than 80 pounds of explosives. Yeah, we had this. We had this. You did. Yeah, blew up foundations of houses and the whole deal. But continue. What the hell? Is there something new? Uh, No, it's, it's it's the same story. I just thought how absurd it was and... Apparently, I missed that broadcast, apparently. That so happens, John. We'll move, we'll move right along here. The guy had a gender reveal idea using Grunhofer's bratwurst. You stick blue uh, blue gumdrops in one, and uh, what's the color for a girl? Pink. Pink. Pink, and pink gumdrops in the other one. Bing, bang, boom. Perfect. You don't Perfect. blow anybody's house up. <laughs> a guy with two daughters. After. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I might be on their side. (laughs) 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 I think after years and years and years of knowing you, I'm taking your your former side. B. B. After offering random citizens lap dances, a tipsy Florida woman asked police if they wanted to uh, have sex on the sidewalk. Can some apricots? Right there, Uh, huh? And she also threatened to assault paramedics if they came nearer, according to an arrest report. Cops responding to a disturbance call Saturday evening encountered 28-year-old Olivia Taylor 
Washick on the sidewalk outside a bar in St. Petersburg. Taylor Washick, cops say, had been stumbling on the sidewalk and trying to give random citizen lap dances outside of a business. The arrest paperwork doesn't indicate whether any lap dances actually took place. Uh, Taylor Washick was highly intoxicated, according to police, and stumbling, prompting officers to call for a fire rescue team. However, Taylor Washick was not evaluated due to threatening to punch paramedics if they got close to her. After police reportedly gave Taylor Washick multiple chances to call someone for help, and getting, to her nearby, uh, getting her to her nearby apartment or accept their offer to walk her home, she continued to yell uh, profanities and ask the officers if they wanted to on the sidewalk. Yeah, After well, you know, that's serious no-go zone right there. Yeah, serious. She, I saw a picture of her. Yeah. Did you? And she's pretty attra- yeah. No, she's very, very attractive. Very attractive. Yeah. Very attractive. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, she, uh, after the 8.30 p.m. disturbance, which included Taylor Washick yelling that police were going to shoot her, she was arrested for disorderly intoxication, which is a misdemeanor. You know, I, that reminds me. I was walking, I think it was by Pizza Uno in downtown Chicago one night, and a uh, young lady came up to me and grabbed my swimsuit area and said, how about it? I politely declined and was went about my way. I would have yeah. said, "How about what?" <laughs> I'd rather read a book. Yeah. <laughs> American and Iranian warships had a tense encounter in the Persian Gulf earlier this month. The first such incident in about a year amid wider turmoil in the region over Tehran's tattered nuclear deal. Uh, the U.S. Navy releasing footage that uh, showed a ship commanded by Iran's par- uh, paramilitary Revolutionary Guard cut in front of the U.S. CGC Monomoy, causing the Coast Guard vessel to come to an abrupt stop with its engine smoking on April 2nd. The Guard also did the same with another Coast Guard vessel, that according to Commander Rebecca Rabarak, a spokeswoman for the Navy's Mideast-based 5th Fleet. Uh, such close passes risk the ships colliding at sea, of course, Iran did not immediately acknowledge the incident in the southern reaches of the Persian Gulf, which resulted in no injuries or damage. You guys, um, this came up in my timeline just a second ago. Do you know what happened exactly three years ago today? I don't. Governor Mark Dayton issued the proclamation declaring Sunday, April 29th of 2018, Garage Logic Day in the state of Minnesota. Really? Because remember, the, the anniversary is the 29th, which yeah. on that year was a Sunday, so right. this would have been a Friday. And he, uh, issued, I just retweeted the, Thanks, Gov. the, the proclamation. Yeah. That was three years ago already. Boy, talk about a guy who hasn't been heard from. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Hope he's I okay. He's loving I bet he's loving it. He's got well, he's got a new he's there, he's a newlywed. Well, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, he right. got hitched. Yeah, he got hitched. Can't blame him for just wanting. To hey, is it pouring down there right now? I don't know. I'm on watching the scene. I'm watching the scene of a rollover on the loop from westbound 394 to southbound 100, and it's a soaker right now. My God, I'm not seeing a drop out the window here. Wow, I got no windows. And from the uh, next door in Wisconsin. A bit of a silly lawsuit. A Juneau County woman filed a federal lawsuit against the company that creates Bagel Bites pizza snacks. You guys have seen the little Bagel Bite pizza snacks, right? I think not, so. Not, yeah. not yeah. really. No. They're like miniature bagels with, with stuff on them. Sure. Yeah. Uh, her lawsuit alleges the packaging of the product deceives customers because it doesn't have, quote, real mozzarella cheese and real tomato sauce. <sighs> <Court> of- <sighs> 
Just think blame, the lawyer actually got involved in this. Yeah, blame the attorney. This is this is you can't fault crazy, but the attorney, he's the one to blame. He or you she. Got too many attorneys, Kenny, and they're all starving to death. Yep. According Screwing to the lawsuit filed in federal court, Caitlin Huber argues that the packaging of Kraft Heinz Foods Company's pizza bagel snacks is misleading. She says the front label's emphasis on mozzarella cheese and the word real in dairy is false because the product doesn't contain real mozzarella cheese. And she argues because it's Wisconsin, reasonable Wisconsin consumers would expect a product with tomato sauce and cheese to contain only real ingredients. Hmm. Yes, Mr. Reavers. Uh, back to your the sidewalk story with the woman um, that yeah. you had read previously. Yes. Where, where yeah. did that take place, John? San Diego. California. What was the date of that story? Um, Jesus. Well, it was th- Sunday, it says. There's a reason I'm bringing it up, because I vaguely remember <laughs> okay. reading that on the on the show years ago, and I'm seeing February 15th of 2015. No. Well, now I'll have so to look sweet. during the break. Well, oh, as Chris. long as you brought that story up again, uh, oh, I'll Chris, ask the question yes. I refused to, I, I forgot to ask. Did yeah. the guy who jumped, did he live? No, he died. That was in the story. They took him to the hospital where he died. So he wait died and the gal no, no, died. Wait, 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 no, no, wait, no. wait, 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 wait. We're confusing the stories here. Two different stories. Two I'm, different I'm stories. not talking about the woman that was killed by the jumper. I'm talking about. Oh, the, what are you talking about? The the, the woman on the sidewalk that was the doing canning the canning apricot. Yeah. Lady. Oh, that was in yeah. Saint Petersburg, Florida, Chris. Florida, yeah. Okay. That was in Florida. Because I'm seeing a date of February fifteenth of twenty fifteen. In Florida. Yes. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well. Can't help we, you. Wait a I second. I can't either, apparently. Wait, are, is this the first time Johnny gets scan bucket coins? No, no, I'm not going to rip him for that. It just rang a bell that I thought I read this. Because that happens all the time where stories get reprinted. So I'm not ripping John it at does, all. It does, and usually I check the date. Apparently, I Why would I that get reprinted? It's meaningless. Because it got reported on the Garage Logic podcast. Oh. People need to people need we, to fill time, apparently, on we their have a rich history. We have a rich history of doing oh, that stuff. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Proud even, history. Once in a while, we even give results from like a year-old golf tournament. That, uh, yeah, it'll yeah. happen. We present as Sorry, real. John. I didn't mean to derail. That, that's all right. Head. That's all right. I'm on, I'm on the last story sometimes here on Bagel Bites, put, which was kind of boring anyway. Sometimes so. putting a little extra effort into your job is, you know, <laughs> eh, not today. Not today. <laughs> I had to make breakfast. You know, I had to get this news written. Right. Yeah, I mean, things happen. <laughs> Uh, Huber, uh, where am I? Lawsuit was filed as a class action lawsuit, meaning on behalf of anyone who bought the pizza bagels in Wisconsin, the lawsuit seeks an unspecified amount of monetary damages for consumers, as well as for the company, to change its packaging. John, thank you very much. That was excellent. Sure. And uh, or we'll yeah. return shortly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> B. <laughs> Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. I've always been a Yamaha guy, but those Triumphs, oh, they just steal my heart. I love those Triumphs. The most exciting power sports showroom in all of Minnesota celebrating 50 years is a family-owned and operated multi-line dealer in Monticello. In addition to being an ATV and a side-by-side superstore, They've got the most fun mix of bikes up there. They have six motorcycle brands right there on the showroom floor. Ducati, Triumph, BMW, KTM, Honda, and of course my my guys, Yamaha. Uh, so if you're in the mood, you got to check out the latest two-wheel motorbike models today at Moon. And if you're having a hard time finding one, 
Moot's got all the tools and manufacturer relationships to help you out. And that, that includes ATVs and side-by-sides. Don't miss out. As Chris would say, one day closer to the biggest power sports event of the year, the Moon Motorsports Open House and Tent Sale. It's Friday and Saturday, the 7th and 8th. We get store-wide savings and everything we need to fuel your ride for this summer. They are Moon Motorsports, the giant cathedral to motorized hijinks and they're on the south side of 94 just west of 25 in monticello we cannot ignore yet another example of the inmates in america continuing to run the asylum right here in st paul at the intersection of snelling and marshall starbucks improbably enough built a uh, shop there uh, which was was ridiculous of them in the first place. It's just too. It's just the intersection's just too busy. It's too hectic, and from day one they've had to bring in police to help the drive-through traffic wow. at at that particular. Really? Uh, in fact, they have a they have a contract with the St. Paul Police Department, uh, oh. but now the workers there have declined uh, to open the store if a St. Paul police officer remains on duty because the uh, police officers. Uh, trigger them, and they they feel uh, Honest, honestly. Uh huh. This whole this whole trigger thing is the ultimate demise of this country. Yeah, it absolutely is. Oh, we basically oh gave an ultimatum to our district manager and our regional vice president, said a Starbucks employee who asked not to be identified, as workers have been instructed to direct media inquiries to a corporate office. The workers have identified themselves as mostly queer women in their 20s, many of them women of color who began organizing among themselves last June. Among their concerns were interactions between the six or seven off-duty officers hired by Starbucks to direct traffic off Marshall Avenue, all of them white males, according to workers, and the coffee shop's many black and Somali customers. The death of George Floyd uh, proved to be a catalyst. After the number, after the murder of George Floyd, let me turn to the jump. This is on the front page of today's Pioneer Press. Uh, oh, God help you, precious fools. Uh, we decided we needed to immediately divest from the St. Paul Police Department, one of the queer workers said. On we Monday, St. Paul Police confirmed they had been disinvited from the store despite a contract agreement that calls for off-duty officers to direct traffic there into August. It's a mess, by the way. It's very difficult to get in and out of there. I have not personally done it, but I've talked to uh, kids I used to have who tried to do it. That might have been one of the places where she cracked up the car and just kept cracking it up. The (laughs) St. Paul Police Department halted all off-duty employment on April 11 due to civil unrest, uh, said Sergeant Natalia Davis a department spokeswoman. After a Brooklyn Center officer shot Dante Wright, there were instances of looting in Brooklyn Center in Minneapolis and St. Paul, so all hands on deck for the cops. When the St. Paul Police Department went back to regular scheduling for off-duty work, the Starbucks at Marshall and Snelling told the department they did not want officers working there. Calling the decision to close the drive through temporary, Starbucks officials said they never indicated police were unwelcome. Well, you can say all you want, you officials. You're allowing your uh, these goofballs who work for you to run the operation. And so we have temporarily closed the drive through and shifted operations while the local team 
continues to discuss long-term solutions that meet the needs of this community, uh, said Jory Mendez, a spokesman for the Seattle-based coffee shop chain. Drivers, cyclists, pedestrians, and workers alike have long complained about the design of one of the busiest Starbucks in Minnesota. They have tall plastic bollards that are intended to protect cyclists along a Marshall Avenue bike lane, but more than one driver is careened through them. Former Minnesota State Majority Leader Amy Koch required wrist surgery after getting hit by an SUV outside the Starbucks. In October 2018, the city's planning commission approved a site plan. Well, I don't want to read this anymore. Uh, the, the point is that the, uh, that the group of women there, uh, queer women of color, uh, do not like the presence. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't say. Uh, Fred Mello wrote this. It doesn't say if it, if if they might have been appeased had they been officers of color. I that it, I think that's a legitimate question. Might the queer women of color uh, been uh, somewhat uh, put to rest, put to ease if they had been officers of color? In any event, they are. They have not been officers of color. So the uh, the people who work there say that's it. We're not going to deal with you anymore. So they've closed the drive-through. They have triggered themselves right out of a job. Mm-hmm. Remember when triggering used to be uh, a Vietnam veteran heard a loud bang and he'd dive for the ground and he'd come up sweaty and shaking because he truly was very affected from his experience in war. Remember when that was triggering? Yes, but I don't even recall that the word used would have been triggering. Triggering no, is a modern a, affectation. No, it was a post-traumatic stress yeah. syndrome. Yeah. Keep this in right. mind. Imagine, you know, you guys all remember your very first job you ever had, right? Oh, Mine was sure. I worked at the sure. uh, at the Ace yeah. Hardware in, in Faribault, Minnesota. If was I, it a Fratelloni's? It was not. It was close. I think the Fratelloni family almost bought it, but the, the Philippi family, who I worked for, wasn't, wasn't selling. In any event, I can't even imagine for a second being a high school, I started as a sophomore, but let's say a junior. And thinking, well, I can't, I can't, we can't have this here. Could you imagine walking up to your boss and saying some of this garbage that these kids are getting away with? <laughs> no, I can't. First of all, it wouldn't have come to that because my dad would have dragged my ass out of there and, and gave me the what for. I, I can't. The, the entitlement of so you know many what? of these kids just <laughs> makes me so angry. I'm not a big fan of more laws, but we need to ban triggering. I'm done with triggering. <laughs> you you sensitive little flowers. Grow. Just shut up. Shut up. Guess what? Shut up. Kids, the world sucks. Learn how to deal with it. I love when uh, people like this make it so easy for me to decide where to shop. Yep, me too. <laughs> yeah. Not that I ever would have gone there. I, but, I don't like traffic problems, well, and that is a ridiculous, plus, ridiculous traffic problem. You claim problem. to make the best coffee in the world at, I do. at home. I, Starbucks can't, uh, can't top well, what I do. Is it, how are they owned? I missed that part of the story. Is this a corporate-owned joint, or is it an independent franchise? That I do not know. I don't know how Starbucks works its franchise program. So if, Think about this. If it is, in fact, an an individually owned Starbucks, that's what you have to deal with, with employees. It's bad enough they don't show up or the government gives them a big check, so they're making more money sitting on their fat, triggered ass. But then they go into work (laughs) and they see a cop doing his job, helping you out so you can make more money. That's right. They get triggered, and they're triggering themselves right out of a gig. 
Imagine what's going to happen too, Kenny. You're mentioning the whole aspect of the kids, and I'm going to say the, let's say, 16 to 25-year-old kid today that's happy staying at home and getting the government check. At some point, those checks are going to stop coming in, and at some point, they're going to have to get a real job. They're going to be unemployable. Well, let me. I don't mean to dwell on this, and I don't mean this facetiously, okay. but what difference does it make that these women are mostly queer women of it color? Doesn't. How does that distinguish them? That doesn't, in my mind, that doesn't matter because anybody of that age is the triggerable type. Triggerable. Triggerable. Yeah, yeah. And just the fact that they're ladies or lesbians or whatever really doesn't matter. It's this generation of woe is me. I'm so sensitive. I can't deal with reality. Well, Starbucks, this is going to come back to haunt you. This place, this place, to my way of thinking, won't stay in business because you're making it too difficult for me to go there. The cops at least made it difficult to make an attempt to get through the drive-thru. Now right. you've closed the drive-thru, and there's very little reason, given the number of coffee shops we have in the Twin Cities, there's very little reason to go down there and try to get the, park your car and go in. It's too busy. The corner's there's, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There's so much anxiety in that area from 94 over past Marshall. What's yeah. the what's what's the other street that runs? Uh, I don't know what it is. Where was the bar at? What um, bar? Hamlin? Uh, our, our Irish guys, weren't they Bulgar- on? No, Bulgaris. they weren't on Marshall. Yeah, were they? Yeah. Well, Garris was on Snelling. Right near yeah. where we're talking about here. Yeah, just a block away, if I remember right, yeah. a couple blocks away. Yeah. But gee whiz, uh, you know, you're running a business. Uh, I don't think it can be wrapped up any better than Kenny wrapped it up. The cops are there, queer women of color, to help you make a living. You've now disabused them of that notion, mm-hmm. and you've chased <laughs> them away, and now what are you going to do? <laughs> Start sucking on the government teat, I guess. Gee I don't know. Gee <laughs> Willikers. Gee Willikers. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're going with the Wally and the Beave line of uh, gee Willikers, Wally. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, I get triggered up here about once a week, and what I've uh, what's triggering me are these little green LP tank things that you can't refill. I put them out at about 100 yards, and I trigger them for about 10 minutes. <laughs> and, then, uh, yeah. and then I go, oh, my God, I've gone through 30 rounds. i got to stop triggering. <laughs> Anonymous mom here again, and I am troubled this time, listening to Wednesday's podcast last week. Traffic stops are the best way to get individuals with warrants and to get a lot of drugs off the streets. My son, the one who will be quitting law enforcement, I recall her earlier email, found one of the biggest drug amounts in university history due to a single traffic stop for tabs. If police discontinue traffic stops, we are compromising even more safety in this country. Now another comment on the discussion with the Reverend. You are all agreeing that maybe the police should choose not to make a traffic stop and just let the minor things go. Here's my dilemma with that. My son told me the other day of a car with multiple infractions, tabs and a broken light. He pulled out to initiate the stop when he realized the driver was black. He just let him go. He did not want to deal with it. Had the person been white, he would have stopped them. But by not stopping the black person, wasn't he just saying that that person is less than? Yes, I'm afraid so. 
Isn't he saying that the black person can't be expected to follow the rules, so I ignore their behavior? It is just as wrong to not pull over a black man as it is to single them out. My son works in fear with each traffic stop or call that he will be the next viral video. My family has a plan for it if he does become the officer just doing his job. We have a plan for where we will go because they will find his parents, a plan for his fiance, and a plan for where the dog could go. I am saddened that he will be leaving his dream pursuit, but I am sure he will feel better on the days he works. Just sharing my thoughts and pushing back in Wisconsin, anonymous mom. She's the one who initially wrote us and said her son is giving up his pursuit mm -hmm. of a law enforcement career. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a shame. It's just a shame. Say, uh, uh, we have another fascinating This Day in History, so please stay tuned. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. It is the end of the world, so make sure that you stock up on Harmony Spirits, handcrafted spirits made in our backyard in Harmony, Minnesota. Also, please don't forget to sign up for that free monthly newsletter, and it'll, it'll explain events, upcoming tastings, things of that nature. And one lucky person gets selected at random to receive a free bottle of Harmony Spirits just simply by signing up for that newsletter. But continue to go into your local liquor store and ask for the Harmony brand by name. We really appreciate you spreading the word about the best handcrafted spirits made here in the state of Minnesota. Stop in at the tasting room and let them know that you heard about it from the Dum Dums on the Garage Logic Podcast. John Hyde, I believe you have an announcement. I do. I, I have defense of myself, okay? I, yeah. I, I must go into, uh, Chris, remember, uh, uh, said that story I had was a six-year-old story. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking right at the police report, which mm -hmm, is dated 424 mm -hmm, 2021, okay. 8.59 p.m. Yeah. So it, it was a current story, and uh, that's on the smoking gun, if you'd like to check that out. Okay. Well, John. it just goes to show you, you're not short of these fruitcakes who are trying to get lucky on the sidewalk. Well, that's what Chris said. When, he said it must have been somebody else trying to have sex on the sidewalk. John, when you announce off the air that coming out of this break, you need to make an announcement. Yeah. <laughs> What are you expecting? A cancer? <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> Retirement? I've got three you weeks to live. You, you <laughs> lost a limb? You and, you and Joe Divorce? had left the room, and uh, Chris and I talked about it. We found Bankruptcy? A story. And Chris said, why don't you talk about uh, that on the air? Lottery? I I would Serious love, chainsaw yeah, so. accident? Lottery. I would love the lottery. I would like Chain something, good to, something good to happen to you, not... Some dumb thing that happened on the program. Well, honestly, uh, Kenny, pr prior to what January twentieth, if John had said off the air, I've got something to come back with an announcement. It would usually be ripping President Trump. So I'm actually oh. glad to see that it's something John, that's entirely. Wow. I was so worried that I didn't dare ask you off the air. Oh God, that's how worried Oof. you made me about thought, the announcement. You have never said that off the air ever. I, I have an announcement, fella. I when I have sorry. an announcement, it's going to be Joe. Right here, I'm never going to talk to you again. All right, that's my guy. That's I got. It. I, I, you know, we're going to make it big. 
Yeah. It's not going to be some dumb story oh. that some dumb guy on the program called you out on. I but you, I like I, the if, fact that it, the facts were established. I, yeah, I, that's important. Yeah, there you go. That's I just yeah, want to be fact-based fact, so. fact show, if I remember right, right. Only because they come to us all the way from Marleth Park in Moom, Pumalanga, South Africa, from our friend Tom Lyman, a.k.a. Wanda Gag, who herself was a subject of this date in history months ago. On this day... In 1948, what would this be? This is uh, April 27th, 1948. KSTP-TV made the first commercial television broadcast in Minnesota. Now get this. They showed the Minneapolis Millers baseball game from Nicollet Park. Cool. For the the approximately 2,500 owners of television sets in the Twin Cities. Station owner Stanley E. Hubbard had experimented with television since the 1930s. And he kept saying to his buddies, you want in? Let's go. And uh, he, of course, hung in there and had the, had the vision to do it. And uh, the, rest, the rest, of course, is this day in, this day in history. What ballpark? Hmm. Nicollet. Nicollet ballpark. Okay, that's it's got like it. Nicollet and 31st, yep. Joe? Yep. Is that where the, the Kmart is now that burned to the ground? Well, it's in that that's, neighborhood. That's on that Lake Street. Oh, that's on so Lake Street. So it's one one block down. Got it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Say, yesterday I got in the mail my motor trend, uh, my current motor trend, and my current car and driver, both of which are reviewing the new Volkswagen electric uh, uh, compact SUV, the ID4. And I've got a lot of reading to do because it sounds fascinating, and I'm going to be driving one of those from Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood. They've been on that same quadrant of uh, 36 and 61 southeast quadrant for more than 60 years. In the meantime, while I'm waiting to uh, have my socks blown off by this, I'm learning a lot how these things work. It's all magnets and stators, and uh, right. it's it's some it's some fascinating Incredible stuff. Torque. Incredible it's torque! It's just amazing. But in the meantime, uh, take advantage of the 72 months on all SUVs for zero percent interest. That would be the Atlas and the Tiguan and all of the other great products at Schmel's Countryside. Uh, but it's the Volkswagen SUVs that are 72 months for 0% interest. And that also the Fiats and the Alfa Romeos. Great tire event this month. Pay for three tires, get one free. That applies to most makes, models, and sizes. You're 10 minutes from Minneapolis. You're five minutes north of, north of St. Paul. And great inventory websites. SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, and SchmelzFiat.com. And I will continue to do my homework on the new ID4. Uh, Volkswagen, more than any other car manufacturer in the world, has committed more money to electric vehicle development than any other automobile manufacturer in the world. And this is their debut vehicle, the ID4. And you'll be learning more about it as I learn more about it from Schmel's Countryside. Chris, before you hit the music. Yes, sir. Uh, John, my, my, uh, the roommate, this gal that uh, I ended up married to about 80 years ago, she's very proficient at talking. And uh, she's never had to announce the fact that she's about to talk to me. <laughs> Except for once, she walked into the house and said, uh, Kenny, I need to talk to you. I immediately got up and started packing my bags, <laughs> looking for my checkbook, uh, trying to figure out where I'm going to stay for the rest of my life, who gets what. 
Uh-huh. Never, ever, ever do that to us again. I, I will never say I have an announcement, okay? I Please. will make sure. I was, I was really, really worried when we were off the air, so much so that I didn't dare ask you. No, seriously, wow. I thought it was a bad chainsaw accident or something. I, I was very I nervous really thought myself. it was going to yeah. be bad. It's like, no, we can't do this show without him, so he's not quitting, so what is it? It's something worse. <laughs> so don't, don't do that anymore. Uh, okay, I'll Go ahead, Chris, best. hit that button. I have an wait, announcement. I, wait, I have an announcement, Chris. <laughs> I'd like to announce that Garage Logic's on YouTube, and you should subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. And another announcement is make sure you download the PodMN app, and you've got a chance to win some fantastic GL prizes just by listening to us via the PodMN app on both your Apple and Android devices. Anybody else have an announcement before we uh, close up no, shop? I do not. No. We're good. I'm going to go home and get triggered All right. about 30, 40 rounds. Take worth. a video of it, though, at least, because I want to see you do that. That's sounds I'm going to drive down to Snelling and Marshall and try to go through the Starbucks. There you go. <laughs> Hey, it's that time once again here in Garage Logic where we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is on the line, and GLers have been telling you for some time now. Get in touch with Mr. Money Talk today once again for that free 48 minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. And you do so by calling 952 925 5608. When you call that number, you get Josh, and you also get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us right now. And Josh, you sense big earnings in the next couple of days, don't you? Well, not only do I sense big earnings, the next three days is shock full of big earnings report. You don't have to go too far to get them, but we've got some big earnings reports coming this week. We had Tesla last night. I'm not a investor in car companies. I love cars. Tesla, a beautiful car, did a little bit better than had been expected, but that was based on their speculation in Bitcoin and the tax credits they they get and then sell primarily in California. Revenue was a little bit light, but guidance uh, was fairly conservative. Test is down today. Then we had Croc, the shoe company. They beat and they raised views based on people wanting to be comfortable at home and maybe even comfortable going back to work. Their stock was up 10% on this news. British Petroleum, BP, they beat and they raised. Plus, they said, we're going to buy back some share. They got a positive. General Electric, well, they were down a little bit. They were not strong on their revenue, but uh, their free cash flow was up. This is still a turnaround story and still has ways to go to turn around. 3M reported they did well on their personal safety product. Their stock was down primarily on some profit taking as their stock has run up pretty well. And UPS, well, UPS could give an indication for favorite Amazon, which reports on Thursday. UPS beat and raised. They saw big increases in shipments in the last quarter and see increases coming forward, primarily from small to medium-sized businesses. That could bode well for favorite Amazon when it reports Thursday. Plenty of news there. Then we've got tonight, we have Google reporting and Qualcomm plus 
Starbucks. Well, get a little bit from a chip manufacturer to talk about what the shortage in chips is. Advertising comparables and see where advertising is going with Google and Starbucks. Well, pay attention more to what's going on in China as that could give indication for other companies that are going to be reporting, including tomorrow's big report, MGM Mirage, Apple, Facebook, and Boeing. Apple is definitely on my radar as that is my largest holding, Amazon being second. Amazon reports on Thursday, as does McDonald's and Caterpillar. And speaking of McDonald's, meatless uh, hamburger manufacturer Beyond Meat is introducing some new products in the grocery shelf at a lower cost. Their belief is that they can get the cost of meatless burgers, which are very tasty, by the way, down to the equivalent of beef in the next two years. Plenty of things to uh, pay attention to. Meantime, another earnings report came from Polaris. They beat and they raised, though their stock was down primarily on its high valuation and how well it has done. Several of these companies like Polaris could give you an opportunity to buy shares on some of these pullbacks. I'm going to avoid rant on capital gains taxes uh, that uh, could be increased this year. Primarily, as I see, an increase in capital gains taxes as a negative for the development of businesses starting out small and then progressing to, to medium size, not to mention capital gains hit that could hit individuals. I know that uh, the politicians say, well, this is only going to apply to the rich. Let's say that you bought a house many years ago, and that house is appreciated significantly in value near a body of water. And that house sale is in excess of a million dollars, and you're moving someplace else. That's a large capital gain hit that's going to hit a middle-class individual. Same is true. Somebody starts a business and sells that at a significant profit and has that taxed at an ordinary gains rate. How fair is that? I think it discourages new business formation more than anything else. Meantime, pay attention to the corporate earnings, pay attention to their guidance. I am still quite bullish, do believe that technology is still going to be a winner. Excellent report, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, do yourself a favor and get in touch with Josh Arnold today for that free 48-minute financial conversation consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him today at 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608. Straight talk, never sugarcoated advice. Josh, thanks so much for the time and the chat, and we'll talk to you again in a couple of days. You got it. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.